Hi ladies, I'm Tracy Lynn Doherty. My goal is to equip and encourage women to live the life that God has called them to live. Today we're going to talk about communication. What is communication? The dictionary defines communication as a process by which information is exchanged between individuals through a common system of symbols, signs, or behavior. Sounds simple, right? What about the parts of communication? First, there's the verbal. This includes such things as slang, tone of voice, volume, the words we use, like military jargon. If I say, we just received PCS orders, I wonder what our new BAH is, and I need to make sure Deers is up to date, oh, and prep my POV for shipment. Some of you wouldn't have a clue what I'm saying. 45% of our message is verbal. The other 55% of our message is nonverbal. This includes our body language, facial expression, physical gestures and posture. This communicates the unsaid message, such as our enthusiasm, attentiveness, or annoyance. Another piece of nonverbal communication is symbolic messages, such as the clothes we wear, our hairstyle, my husband's hairstyle pretty much says military, also how we wear our makeup, piercings, and tattoos. Many in the older generation think that tattoos communicate troublemaker, rebel, and discontentment. The younger generation sees it more as art. Even an email address can send a message. Once I received an email from a woman, I didn't know her, but her email address was very aggressive and in your face. Also timing. The timing of communication can influence how well or badly the message is received. What's for dinner? Early in my marriage, my husband would come home and ask this simple question. Some evenings, I was so glad he asked. I was delighted to share with him the menu for the night. Some evenings, if my day hadn't gone well and I still hadn't even thought about dinner, I would stiffen my spine and take a defensive stance. And really, all the man wanted to know was, what's for dinner? The thing is, messages are passed through baggage both ways. I send my words through my baggage and the listener receives my words through her baggage. Once I was at a women's board meeting, I made the comment, the closer I become to God, the less offendable I become. Another woman at the meeting heard, if I'm offendable, then I must not be close to God. Thankfully, she talked to me after the meeting to clarify what she had heard. During her childhood, she was repeatedly told, you're too sensitive. So she had heard my message through her baggage. Let's talk about communication in marriage. There are 1,440 minutes in 24 hours. 1,440 minutes. Years ago, Dateline NBC did a study and found that the average American couple communicates nine minutes a day. Nine minutes. And this was before video games, Facebook, smartphones, and Pinterest. What do you think the average is today? Now I'm going to make some very general statements about men and very general statements about women. When a woman starts a conversation, she wants to share with her man what's on her mind. Women use conversations to process life. When a conversation is started, men turn on the fix-it switch. And this is when the trouble begins. She gets her feelings hurt because he's trying to fix something and all she wants to do is for him to listen. He gets frustrated because he's thinking, if we're not trying to fix it, why are we talking about it? What's the point? 
our men cannot read our minds. So we need to teach them, I just need you to listen. This was huge early in my marriage. I would get so frustrated with Marshall because I felt like he was always trying to fix me when all I wanted was for him to listen. He quickly learned when I would start a conversation to ask, do you want me to fix or listen? Because sometimes I do want him to help in fixing something, but sometimes I just want him to listen. Now, for our men, when they start a conversation, usually they have something very specific they want to talk about. They don't want to process everything in life in one conversation. And if we allow them the, the time to talk about a specific topic, usually that's when they start going deeper. If we can help keep the conversation focused on one topic, we buy our men the time to go deep. The key for both is to listen so she can process and so he can go deep. Proverbs 19:11 tells us, a man's wisdom comes, excuse me, a man's wisdom stop. Scroll down. Down, down, down. So, okay, start. Proverbs 19:11, a man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. Some of y'all are fighting over stupid stuff, and you don't have to fight about everything. Communi communication can cause conflict, avoid conflict, or resolve conflict. When we argue in my home, we've learned to cut each other some slack. It's an acronym. The S in slack stands for sit. When I'm upset and standing or walking around waving my arms, then my emotions tend to escalate. But if I'm sitting, it helps to keep me calmer, my emotions in check. The L is listen, truly listen. I'm a big multitasker, but if I sense a conflict or confusion in a discussion, then I need to stop everything else and give the conversation my full attention. Also, if I'm not careful after I hear the first few words, then I'll start composing my response. I've decided I know what the topic is and I'm focused on what I'm going to say back. I need to give my full attention to listening so I can A, affirm. My first response needs to be me telling you what I've heard without judgment. This is important to clarify rather than assume what I've heard. Because if I'm not careful, I may find myself fixing an unnecessary miscommunication after making a wrong assumption. This was especially powerful when I talked to my teenage daughters. We would be in a strong conversation. But when we went to a firm to clarify what we were talking about, sometimes we found that we weren't even talking about the same thing. So there wasn't even a conflict. The C in slack stands for compromise. Do you want to win or do you want the relationship to win? Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14 reminds us that successful couples learn the secret of fighting for their marriage rather than against each other. If your goal is to win every discussion, every argument, well, for you to be the winner, there has to be a loser. If there's a loser, then the marriage loses. Our goal needs to be for the marriage to win, the relationship to win. And the K in slack stands for kiss. Always end it with a kiss. Or if it's not a family member, then maybe a handshake or hug. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who eat it will eat its fruit. 
We will eat the fruit of our words. Those closest to us will also eat our words too. What are we eating? What are they eating? Is it sweet? Is it bitter? Rotten or nourishing? The tongue is a pen, which pressing deeply enough, for good or bad, writes on the heart. What are you writing on your husband's heart, your children's heart, your neighbor's heart? Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to receive our free weekly video of encouragement by email, go to our website, equipandencouragewomen.com slash subscribe. If you subscribe, then each week you'll receive a free video. Also, you'll receive a free bonus video, Living Your Priorities. I would love to hear from you. In the comments below, tell me, what do you think is the most important tool you use to have effective communication, especially in marriage? Thank you and all my best to you.